Hey there, and welcome to the wonderful world of Disney Plus. This week we are three brothers and a dad, and we're going to be talking about a movie which I just blanked on. No, we're not talking about a movie this week. We are talking about episode one and two of Ahsoka. Uh, I planned this all out, and then I just blanked on what we were talking about, uh, which came out this last week. Uh, I have a lot of thoughts about that, I'm sure. Uh, but before we begin, my name is Ben. I'm Sam. I'm Isaac. And I'm the father. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so before we do, though, talk about that, I wanted to. I was talking to some uh, coworkers about this a little bit the other day. And I thought it'd be interesting to read off the list. I don't know. Maybe I'll go like top 30 of Disney's highest grossing movies of all time. And you can pick like one or two that you think shouldn't be in the top. You know, like you're like doesn't deserve that high. You know what I mean? Um, and we can just talk about that. I'll, I guess, should I include Fox stuff? I mean, I guess I will, sure. yeah. but it's not really. I mean, because Avatar The Way of Water obviously is theirs. That one is Disney, but Avatar 1 is the number one still. Uh, 1.29 or 2.9 billion. Then Avengers Endgame. <laughs> the Avengers Endgame is 2. I'll read them off, then you can say it. It's 2.8 billion almost. Avatar The Way of Water is 2.32 billion. Titanic, I'm not going to include Titanic, even though it's number four. No. They do own it, though. Um, Star Wars Episode Seven, which is Force Awakens, is $2 billion, $71 million. Avengers Infinity War is two over $2 billion. Uh, Spider-Man No Way Home is $1.89, so almost hit two, which is just wild. Uh, eight is The Lion King with $1.65. That's the remake, not the original. Mm-hmm. Avengers 1 is number 9 at 1.5. Frozen 2, 1.45. Avengers Age of Ultron, 1.4. Black Panther, 1.3. Star Wars Last Jedi, 1.3. Frozen, 1.28. Beauty and the Beast, the remake, 1.2. The Incredibles is number 16, 1.2. Iron Man 3, 1.2. Yeah, right. Yeah, Incredibles 2. Iron Man 3, Captain America Civil War, 1.1. Spider-Man Far From Home, 1.3, or 1.1, sorry. Captain Marvel, 1.2. And then you actually have the original Lion King made over a billion dollars, which is amazing. honestly. Uh, That's 21 if you include Titanic, 20 if you don't. I wonder how many, I wonder if I assume the original release didn't make it. I bet you re-release. Right, yeah, it's everything total. Uh, Rise of Skywalker made over a billion. Toy Story 4, over a billion. Toy Story 3, over a billion. Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, Dead Man's Chest. Which all of is, them. I think all of them did, right? Except for maybe the last one. I thought is I Dead saw Man's Chest the first or, or the second or third? Uh, the second. Yeah. Third is at World's End. Oh, yeah, yeah. Rogue One made over a billion. Aladdin made right over a billion. Pirates of the Caribbean on Strange Tide made over a billion. Finding Dory made over a billion. And then Star Wars... Episode one, Phantom Menace, uh, made over a billion. And then the last one is number 30, not including Titanic, is Alice in Wonderland with 1.1 billion, wow. 25 million. Um, so in a lot of numbers, and I know a lot of movies there. Of but anything jump out to you as that's just mind-blowing that it made that much money? Top 30 of Disney's most, you know, which Disney obviously has a ton of billion-dollar movies. Honestly, one of the ones that shocks me still the most, I mean, is Way of Water. Like, I mean, I... I think my estimate put it at like 1.7 or 1.8. And I mean, it doing over 2 billion for a sequel like that is honestly mind blowing for talked on the, like the most over uh, box office of all time for the first one. I mean, obviously 
it was crazy radical at the time but like nobody really i felt like it wasn't truly a love film as much as i guess i didn't realize it was because the sequel did so well but it's just really amazing honestly that it did so well i know but i think what is interesting i think i mean i, I was just kind of paying attention but uh, the the only one that was an original movie was frozen right avatar. everything else was like built on something else the original avatar the original avatar but it's almost like you need a really good yeah. film to catapult the next right. one yeah. or the next one or the next one yeah because i mean the lion like, king first one was original there's only like oh, I think you said that. I think both you said of them were in the top 30 but the oh, original one or the remake was way higher but yeah i mean essentially and then the parts one which i mean that was based on a ride so that was pretty well Pirates Pirates one, one was, was not on the listed. list really but it's yeah but it's almost like i mean you sequels can see make they, way like, more yeah so yeah, why, why not you know why not just keep looking at all the sequels you can make because you yep. you give them enough time and it's it's i mean because like i mean i know you guys like the lion king the movie the live action but i it wasn't my favorite i mean no i wouldn't i would be say that would be one that i think is shocking how well i mean it's not yeah. shocking that it did well it's just i don't think it deserves the height that it reached like it just yeah, wasn't I mean, good, was barely, as good as the other ones so yeah, i was hardly ever more excited for a movie for that one to come out and i was definitely yeah. disappointed i still enjoy it and i i like it a lot more than most people do so i think it's a visual masterpiece but i do but think they kind of they great. build it up you know i mean you get you're excited by things you don't right. you haven't even seen it and you're excited about know. it just you? because the first one was so good and they right. take advantage. Yeah. Well, one that blows my mind, which is number 32, if including uh, is Zootopia made 1.2, mm. 1 billion, 23 million, which is just amazing. Like, I just don't remember the lead up to that being just like wild or anything, but man, it just did so much I money. It, did it, it probably did super well internationally. I feel like probably maybe, but the I other one, a lot of them, it, it's not necessarily for the original ones. It's not necessarily the lead up. It becomes some right. sort of cultural. I mean, kind of Elemental did like that, Elemental. you know, just kind of chugged away. It didn't do billion, but incredible, um, but I just mean like it kind of people, people do see Pixar and they have kids. They're like, let's go do it. You know I mean? Same well, like with Frozen. Um, Frozen. When right. we went into Frozen, we weren't like, oh, this is going to be the best movie right. ever. But we went in, I think like of, we went with like, cousins and stuff and i think there was ended up being like three families there um in the I theater think, no 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 three oh, like us. us the weavers and the yeah, rockers yeah. right and i think by the end of the night two, at least two out of the three families had bought the soundtrack yeah and so it was it was just like a cultural phenomenon that oh yeah the part it's hard that to replicate those <clears throat> things i don't get is like I mean, do you think Frozen did better because Tangled, people liked it so much? Like, it just is crazy to me that Tangled and Moana did so much less, even though I would say, like, overall, they're sequel, as though. good or better, you know? Uh, Frozen two, 1 that's, is still up there. I think that's, that's a, kind of interesting to see if, even though they're not, I was just looking at Zootopia, and the movie before it was The Good Dinosaur, and then uh, Inside Out came... Uh, at the same year 2015 that one did well, but I wonder, Disney animation but right but i wonder if you can if you can take advantage of another good movie that like your last good movie i mean if you had a good movie the last one That's does it help movie. your next movie you know yeah i've heard that a lot i think it helps but i think it's also there's it's not an exact science it's kind of like being a right. youtuber like you can pr produce great content you can do it all the time you can do it you know 
whatever but some people make it and some people don't you know it's, it's i think it goes in the reverse though for the negative side of things like if a movie is terrible and nobody goes sees it i feel like it affects the next movie it, yeah. it depends it has to be same genre i'd say well, yeah i mean no one bit. went and watched it, it, it so you don't it build for sure the... affects it but it doesn't no one but like the last jedi was seen a ton but it was such horrible discourse around it no one went to go see solo because they just assumed you know they were all so mad at star wars still and so why did they go like see the last one because they had to finish up the trilogy but solo they blame solo on like the audience which is not true it's literally came out months after one of the most hated star wars movies of all time and that's why it's so bad well, and also the trailers weren't great and it just though. came out of nowhere it felt like and it and some I mean, people maybe people were like good. i don't really care to see the origins of han solo no, i think know? it was for the main public jedi if they had been well, their first star wars movie it would have done over a billion easy well, I think it's interesting. Yeah, probably, but not. I, I think that might have been part of it. Felt like a lot coming out all at once, but still, it wasn't well marketed. I didn't think. It's never seemed I to hurt Marvel. What poor marketing? No, a lot of movies. Yeah, but you also had not out. a great one, and like then that one came right after it. But so. Marvel's done the same thing. I mean, they've had bad movies, and yeah, but I don't successful. think Star Wars is the same. Like, like uh, the same. they had people don't expect that from Star Wars. No, I agree, but. I'm just saying it doesn't none of those things guarantee it. They might hurt the chances or like Mission right. Impossible. Well, something hurt like it. I, it wasn't just the quality of the movie. The movie wasn't a bad movie. I mean, that's what I'm saying, though. But it's it's, it's so hard to take it. like right. with Tom Cruise, you're expecting he just came off Top Gun. Right. Biggest movie ever. You're like Mission Impossible is going to be a blockbuster hit bombed. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's just it's not that easy. To but only because of what because came out afterwards. Barbie I mean, that's the main reason. It had well, a bad opening weekend. I mean, it was fine, but it Bob, Barbie and Oppenheimer took everything because it had no IMAX afterwards. It took it out of IMAX instantly. Like, that doesn't... I mean, that was massive decrease. That was huge. Yeah. That was absolutely... Well, that's the only reason it failed. It's a huge well, reason for it Well, before Ben brought this up, I was going to... I had one that I was just reading about the top 15 money losers for Disney, the greatest losses. And I'm going to read the first 10 and then... Uh, kind of, you said the the last one of the top thirty was Alice in Wonderland, and then I'll let you see if you can guess the five, first five. Um, yeah. So the Alice in Wonderland, the original, lost 0.6 million dollars. Sleeping Beauty lost 0.7 million dollars. Pinocchio lost 1.2 million dollars. Teacher's Pet, which I don't even know what that is, in 2004. This is the least amount of money they've lost. This is the no. These are the top 15 money losers. So okay. not very much right now. Not yet. It's gonna go I mean, up. Point seven uh, million is seven hundred thousand dollars. It's still a yeah. yeah, but for uh, mo- theaters, that's nothing. Teacher's <laughs> pet in two thousand four lost four million dollars. Home on the range lost seven million dollars. Wow. Uh, 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 whatever. I can't read my writing. I'm trying to think. Rescuers Down Under was ten million dollars. Oh, that's a bummer. Uh, the Return to Oz was seventeen million dollars, which would be a fun oh, one wow. to review someday. Fantasia in 1940 lost what? $20 million. Wow. So that must be a huge one now. The Black Cauldron was $21 million. Uh, the Good Dinosaur lost $28 million. Would you like to guess? Uh, take a guess at the next five. In order? or just, Whatever. No, just... Well, I mean, Mars Needs Moms guess. is one of them. Yep, that, uh, was, that was a monster That was one. number two. 
at 110.8 million dollars Grange world has to be on there. Grange world was number one at 152 yeah. million dollars. john Lightyear carter is up there light year was number three at 106 million yeah, john carter is another one that's been said that's it they put teenage mutant ninja turtles out of the shadows is that a disney that's one? not their movie wow. well it's in the list 2016 at 75 been 20th century i don't know Maybe is john carter not uh, included in there not included. That doesn't. That's uh, not true. Must have broken even or something. Treasure Planet even, but... was number five at thirty million dollars. Yeah, that one's sad. Yeah, that was a good one though. Well, and they might add a couple more this year. We'll see. <laughs> I, know, I know. Well, maybe not now, but I mean, still, it's been a rough year. Indiana Jones. But, yeah, that's that's the monster. Well, I don't know. Honestly, it won't probably won't. Well, it'll probably be close yeah, to losing more money. than one hundred fifty for Mars. Need, yeah, I know it's lost money, but I'm saying Mars needs mom. One hundred fifty. Is that what you said? That's insane. Uh, Mars spent so much money. money on that. Wow, yeah, that was 110. 110. Okay, that's still catastrophic for an animated movie to lose that much. I mean, Tangled is still in the top 20 most success or expensive movies of all time, which is just wild. Was, to it, me. was it over 300 or right? 25, something like that? Or maybe it was 280 or something. It was like it's two incredible. something. Budgets need to come down now yeah, for sure. Part of it was because they 12 years, had to redo years it ago. halfway through. Oh, yeah. Partially. Not completely, so but they switched directors. Mm-hmm. when they're pretty deep into well, now it's right up there with like strange world in those. <laughs> just crazy yeah. but um yeah the other the other one i was gonna say is just the um was incredibles 2 i mean i get why it made that much money obviously it's a sequel to a beloved movie i don't think it deserves uh, it. but it doesn't deserve it and then the other one was uh it's a little bit under but alice in wonderland that one is just yeah, shocking to I me agree. but i was so excited for it but never was more disappointed was almost there- was that the, I never think about it. I always think of the left but that was probably their first live action remake, right? I mean, they made live Alice? action ones forever. I mean, they made you know 101 remakes? Dalmatians a long time ago, yeah, you know, stuff true. like that. But essentially, so I would say this is the modern major one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but that was all based on Johnny Depp. I mean, that's true. all they advertised. Johnny oh, right. Depp. Johnny. I mean, that Depp. was after Pirates of the yeah. Caribbean, right? Yeah. So they were yeah, that's probably why. Thanking hard on that, and he was amazing in it. I mean, I think he was mm-hmm. great as the Mad Hatter, especially yeah. in the second one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So uh, we should move on. Ahsoka, episode one and two came out this last week. Uh, what did you all think of the new release thing? Did you, who took advantage of the Tuesday night? Ike, did you? Yep, of course. Yeah, I, I thought it was a smart move for most of the country. I mean, I just, I just like more like, did sense. you like it or not? Yeah, I mean, I really personally enjoyed the waking up for, I mean, again, I have an unusual job, so I can take advantage of kind of shifting things around to shift around a you know piece of movie that comes out. So we were able to watch them always first thing in the morning, like at seven or eight. So it worked good because I make things from shows and stuff. So I could wake up watch the show with my wife and then get to work on maybe making props. So I enjoyed the, you know, you just kind of go to sleep, you wake up, it's there versus waiting all day long for it to release at night, even though I think it makes a lot more sense. I mean, it will be kind of nice, I think, in the long term. And it'll probably, honestly, it had a lot of buzz. I think it's smart to do it in the nighttime when people are kind of get home from work, they settle down, especially on the, you know, the other side of the country when they, you know, it comes out at six or whatever. So it's around dinner time when people are, wanting something to watch so i think that makes a lot more sense for them but so you're saying it. you liked it yeah <laughs> okay um i thought yeah. it was, i didn't care so I dad you, that it matters with i, know you guys, I did watch it, it that night though i liked 
I mean, it might, I, that was fun to watch. I think it's smart also because, like, for Ben and Sam, like, not that it matters really, but, like, later on the show, like, there's a lot of crazy things coming up. And I feel like it's easy to get spoiled when it comes out first thing in the morning if you're on social media and stuff. I mean, I I've don't know. I've never gotten spoiled nice. from any of the other ones. I have, but... but... Uh... I'm not looking on anything related to that or yeah. whatever. Right. But, um, Dad, did you uh, – I mean, you haven't seen any of Rebels before, you said, right? Uh, now you uh, have. I but... have seen some, but uh, I didn't really – I didn't really know all the story. So right. I think that was – it was obviously made for Uber fans. You had watched Clone Wars, though? I don't know mm. which ones are which. Yeah, um, he's maybe seen a few of them, but he hasn't I've seen, seen a few really. episodes of everything. So, did, um, I mean, it, you know, obviously not knowing necessarily who all the characters were that well. What I knew did you, Ahsoka. I'd seen her. I know Ezra. I know. I mean, when they talk about him. Right. I know green-headed tentacle Era. woman. Chopper. What did you, you seen recognize Chopper. I recognized. I knew the name. Uh, so, I was familiar. But I didn't know things like... Um, the, some of their backstory i'm like no. i kept saying so is who was the other one sabine mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i'm like is i like i said is that the one who had the short purple hair <laughs> you know uh and right. I, but i didn't know if they went together i don't remember seeing them together and all those so yeah, yeah. so I, so i mean what did you think of overall then for episode you know one and two or is it you know, uh, what, i thought it was enjoyable or incredible what'd you say Incredible's hard enjoyable oh enjoyable i I don't know i mean i can't put incredible because yeah i'm not i don't know i I don't know if i could ever see it no i didn't think you were saying i just couldn't tell what you said But i thought it was really fun to watch and i'm looking forward to the next one okay uh ike go ahead what did you what did you think i thought it was terrible I'm kidding. No, I was heavily relieved. I mean, I was extremely nervous for this because, like, again, for the first Dave Filoni full project, I'm like, this has to be good if he can do it. But, yeah, so I was honestly smiling most of the time throughout the first two episodes. It felt like Star Wars to me, like classic Star Wars, and just felt good. I mean, it felt high budget. It felt, yeah, like I would say the high points of Mandalorian, not necessarily Luke showing up or whatever, but it just it felt like, for dad to be able to enjoy that's pretty impressive because he hasn't seen rebels really at all and i've i've seen like i would say 80 percent of rebels and i honestly do not love rebels the show um i mean i like the story elements and stuff but i just don't care that much about the show so i was a little bit worried in that regard but um but no i i i've enjoyed it even more than that so far i just think it it translated really well to live action um but I thought it was super strong. And for where it's going already by the second episode, I feel like with some of the Marvel shows, they start off really strong and then they end up going into the ground. Whereas I feel like the Star Wars shows, other than like the first season of Mandalorian, maybe the a little bit of the second season of Mandalorian, they start pretty good and then they kind of just stay on that path. Whereas a lot of the other ones like Boba Fett, Obi-Wan, and Andor, I mean, I guess not so much Andor, but they start okay like they start really slow and we kind of have to convince ourselves like oh this is okay you know this is fun i'll keep watching but this felt really good i feel like for the first two episodes so i'm really excited to see where it goes what about you sam but, think it you know was it what you expected better or worse yeah i honestly didn't have hardly any expectations going in um i didn't feel like they've done a great job on their most recent shows 
so I wasn't expecting a lot necessarily, and I thought it was fun. Um, I think honestly, I think Hera might have been my favorite character in it mm-hmm. um, so far, good. just because she's kind of the only one that's not like completely stoic and you know barely cracks a smile any of the time. Uh, I feel like Ahsoka kind of has lost her charmingness of the Clone Wars series, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of in Rebels. She's kind of that way too, but she kind of yeah. becomes the stoic you know typical jedi thing right which is fine but i don't think that's why people love Ahsoka. yeah um i think Hera is the one with the green head right right yeah Yeah. do you know who she is i mean yeah he's the villain in sky high i think that's That's so funny and then obi-wan kenobi's wife which is fun oh really huh um yeah i agree i mean i miss i honestly i think uh i think the voice of Ahsoka uh, might be my favorite female voice actress. I really like her uh, voice and in Tinkerbell and that. She does other stuff too, but uh, just really, really good. Oh, she's also... Tinkerbell. Uh, she's Tinkerbell? Whoa, I didn't know that. Right? I think I'm saying that Ashley right. Ashley Eckstein? Yeah, she also plays... Uh, right. I think the so. animated ones? I thought so. Yeah. I could be totally off. Wow. Oh, man. I, now I'm, I'm making myself... I don't hear it, but maybe... Yeah, uh, but I think honestly, I think it's kind of a Star Wars issue in general. I feel like a lot of their characters are pretty bland lately. I mean, like Mandalorian, I like him, but he's pretty stoic, you know. Obi Wan yeah, I mean, is pretty it's a stoic. Problem. I think it's their character and what they've gone through and stuff. So, like, I mean, I uh, kind of I know I it fits for some for Mandalorian. I really liked it. But I'm, I'm just... sorry, that was stupid. I don't know why I said that. She's not. She sounds like uh, her, but it's not. I was thinking. Um, yeah. Uh, the voice of don't uh, try to recover <laughs> wait so which one does the voice of katara i don't know who that is in uh in uh avatar man i feel stupid but anyways, Go ahead, I thought continue. the score honestly so far in the show was phenomenal like a lot of the other shows were lacking like obi-wan kenobi had natalie holt on the product which did loki so I was like ecstatic waiting to see how she did the score. And I thought it was terrible. It didn't feel like Star Wars. It was not powerful. It was not exciting. This had like so many cool themes already in the first two episodes. It felt like Star Wars. I mean, every future product, this guy should do it. And he's, I mean, which I said on the past podcast, I mean, he's done all the Rebels. He's done all the Clone Wars show. He did Tales of the Jedi. Who's this? Almost Kevin Kiner. He's um, done like a lot of Star Wars stuff. He did Clone Wars season seven, um, but he's phenomenal uh composer but yeah so he did it but they gave him such a big budget i was i saw on season seven or actually sorry clone wars season uh four when ahsoka walks away from the jedi he apparently on his own time he flew over to australia and like recorded this huge uh filled the room with orchestra based music and did like this massive score for the final episode where she walks away because most of the time he was just in this small studio in wherever california but so he but yeah so he i paid like for that it all fun- what do you mean by his own? They said on his own dime, so I don't know if that means he paid for it or he just, I don't know, off, I don't know how, it, but they, that's what they said, at least. Mm. W. Filoni said that. But it was his thing he wanted to push. But it felt like they gave him that budget for every single episode of Ahsoka, mm. so it feels really good for the score, I feel like. But like okay. even the first opening scene. But All right, okay, so I but, apologize. May Whitman is oh. the person I was thinking of that is Ahsoka, <laughs> uh, plays tinkerbell but she's also katara and the avatar of the last airbender uh, okay but she sounds similar uh, to uh the girl Dave who Filoni plays on that, uh, cool. um 
Ahsoka. Anyways, uh, I was... I was pretty hopeful because I do really like Ahsoka. She's one of my favorite Star Wars characters at this point. Uh, I think her, you know, fighting style is super cool in the in the Clone Wars. I think she's got a ton of you know personality, which is really nice and refreshing because some of the other ones are kind of bland. Um, honestly, I was a little bit disappointed. I will say, I think the first couple it just felt a little slow to me. I know it had action, which was awesome, but. As I was watching it, I found myself wandering a few times mentally. Maybe it was just because I was tired and not in a great state of mind, like just been with Rissa being sick no, a lot recently. But it just felt not super, super engaging in certain moments. And then also, I felt like there was a ton of, and this, I was talking to my coworker about this recently, but it's really, I'm getting tired of it. it is, again, that, that like false, or not false, but over drama and the acting of like long stares slow pans cool poses that they think are cool but it's like not really cool yet you know uh a lot of just like things that is not how people really act and it just is annoying me it's not a make or break by any means at all but i just noticed it a lot in this one um you know it's the the uh, night sister girl or whatever her name is she does it uh sabine does it like 17 times uh ahsoka does it a bunch every time she walks somewhere she slowly walks and slowly stares yeah that's I what mean, i mean yeah, it just feels super fake do that right it's just so it everything just is like, slow yeah, I mean, I yeah. that a couple times but not 20 and it times, just feels but... like super over the top like they're trying to make it look really cool but it or like slowly lift the thing off your face and slowly turn around and slowly stare at someone slowly pull out your lightsaber same with like when she's fighting the guy later on the inquisitor guy and it's like they have this whole battle then he sh- ignites his second blade you know and it's like it's just classic super cliches cool. sick. but it just always <laughs> right now to me it just feels like pandering i don't know if that makes sense but yeah but you didn't watch any thing. of rebels hardly right or you watched, I've the watched first probably couple i don't know quarter of it or something like that i've watched episodes from all seasons but not every episode from all seasons yeah i think sometimes when they do cool moments without building it up right. throughout a season or whatever it doesn't feel very earned right because you can so, totally do it in other shows i just don't even think about it but it's yeah. just they've it's, done this in marvel like, too recently yeah, I don't know. I feel like for Iron Man, like when he the first time he kind of lands in that village and like right. takes out all the terrorists, like you do it after he goes through this whole right first half of the movie, building his first Iron Man suit in a cave. Then he goes back to his house and he works for months on huh. building the new Iron Man suit, you know, and that kind of thing. Yeah, and then he finally gets that versus like the it's first not time you moment though every time like it literally it's the first would you rather have had no action the first two episodes i'm not no, saying no, no, no action. Not action. i'm just saying you just treat it differently you don't you don't make every fight be like this has to be the coolest fight ever right it's you not know. um i, mean, I, I did they're just fun scenes i really liked when she did the lightsaber thing with the shot him in the ground and like did the you know cut the circle i thought it was really cool um I didn't think any of the fights were like mind blowing or anything. I mean, they, you know, which is fine. I I don't think they need to be top tier or anything yet. Still more than Um, all the sequel trilogy combined in the first two episodes, which is fun. I mean, maybe, but I thought like, like for example, when the, when the, uh, the robots show up when, you know, it's like she stands there, the one slowly talking to her, 
she turns and another one walks up. She turns that's and another sick. one walks up. No, it's that's so cool. just. No, it wasn't. It's it just, felt that's what they always do. Inspired you know, by that's that's what I'm saying. It just feels. It just too. feels. They stand and look cool, and it feels that's what Star Wars is to me. I so know. I love that personally. It just so feels. I, I'm not on board for it at this point when they do things yeah, like that. Odd. I just wish they'd make it more like realistic. But in it that is way. kind of a way to where they increase the odds. I mean, yeah. If you saw four people, you need Star Wars to be. It's kind of like cool. Lord of the Rings, where the the ring rates show up one at a time you know yeah you, you it, it builds it to like yeah if it's done well it feels like that comes way out of the hole and as soon as that one was standing there i'm like that is so cool and then they slowly yeah, build it up that's to fine more and more of them but it's like they slowly like. just each walk is one walks and then they slowly walk forward then she like pulls her thing out it just, and i'm tired of it is what i'm saying i no, am not. allowed to not want that anymore that's i fine. want it to be fast and engaging like darth maul shows up and they both start fighting instantly they could they can do that sometimes that's not what the fans want they don't want it to just be this every single time they don't want the best lightsaber fight of all time in their thing yes they do i would much rather have a lightsaber fight that makes sense than one that's just like like two eh. good fights in all the prequels i I will say though terrible bringing up darth maul you know Qui-Gon Jinn is the only one who hasn't survived a lightsaber to the gut. Yeah, yeah and seriously. I feel like everybody else gets stabbed through, and then about five minutes later, they're okay. Yeah, they need to stop Sabine does have a strong constitutional. Hers was to the can... side, if you want the facts. I mean, Qui-Gon was right through the spine, and then Darth Maul was cut in half. So, I mean, they shouldn't have had her stabbed, though. They should have just had her get hit or something on the they edge. They should have had her get a limb chopped off, you know, like the end of her hand or a leg, because then they can just CG or that just without having to tap her on the you. side, and she has a burn, and she has to just yeah. get patched up on an edge. Darth Maul you know? was cut in half, and I think because they think it's, oh, it's just like a major injury, but it's, yeah, it's yeah, kind of silly. It's just like a throwaway. So, you can explain to me who the... The lady in charge is. I don't really understand who she is. We don't she's really a, know. She's a night sister from Dathomir. She's um, in the Mandalorian so season magic. two. Uh, she she's is? the she's the one with the spear. Yep. She's the spear, the one that Ahsoka fights. Oh. I'm blanking some reason on her name. Oh my gosh. She has like the uh, like, village she's yeah. ruling or running or yeah. whatever, and then she fights and they take the yeah, I'm, the spear from her. So my biggest takeaway, though, was I think it's extremely cool where they're going with the other galaxy. Like, that was brilliant, I thought, because, like, they've been teasing or not teasing, but, like, it's been kind of rumored for a long time to have World Between Worlds, which is at the end of Star Wars Rebels. It's kind of like a place to look back into the memories and stuff with through the Force, um, which Dave is really careful to keep using that because it's not quite time travel. It's kind of it's weird, but basically... We're all like, oh, Thrawn's going to be in this other place. They're going to be using this as a huge story element. But it's cool. I thought that they use the other galaxy. Like, that's brilliant. They can basically get away from the sequel trilogy and go to this other galaxy and possibly have, like, this whole new series of movies with Thrawn. uh, Because on Disney Plus, they do have a thing that's, like, uh, one of those threads, you know, where it says throwbacks and what's new. It says things. It's, like, um, Ahsoka backstory or whatever. And I went back and watched the Rebel one where, uh, what's what's the boy's name? Ezra. Ezra, Ezra goes into that mm-hmm. dark, and I thought that was really good. Yeah, you know, I really like that episode. because uh, it was it was really good. I thought. I will say, yeah. which there's gonna be yeah. I'm I, not gonna spoil. I think it's kind of I don't know. I was just kind of surprised when it, they went to the map because it's like that's literally what Force Awakens is all about, and then also. Uh, they have a map as the main goal in Rise of Skywalker at first. And it just kind of felt like, 
Oh, we're looking for a map again to try to find the next spot. You know, it just is kind of. Which I was kind of surprised. You can get your globe map at like to create on Etsy. The stupidest part of the show. You can get my map on Etsy. I didn't say it was stupid. I'm just saying it felt like like the same thing that they just did in the last you know couple movies. But I mean, they always have a MacGuffin. Obviously, there's always some goal, but it just feels like ooh, never seen this before. Treasure Planet, where they put in the thing that explodes into the galaxy. The MacGuffin's like the thing that they have to get to somewhere or they have to find you know it's, it's like, like the, the item that's just story yeah plot, uh, prop you know they just call that it a macguffin makes the whole story go but the the object really doesn't matter yeah hmm. so it's just and also i have to talk about briefly the aesthetics of everything like because it since it wasn't obviously transition it's basically star wars rebel season five i mean it's pretty clear by now um but i thought they did a good job really carrying over all the aesthetics of the show well obviously making it live action it felt so movie like i thought in a lot of scenes like all the star the ships and stuff i thought looked incredible and then like the fall i mean i could literally pause it on like so many frames of that and just stare at the city because that's so much detail but it's a much cleaner aesthetic compared to a lot of the other locations and planets we've gotten um but i i personally love the aesthetics yeah, i think it looks really good i thought it looks super good and then mm-hmm. we're on the like the opening scene with balin and yeah balin's super cool that. he's a super cool it's bummer ray stevens piece. passed away uh but yep. you know who he is dad ago. right yeah, yeah. So that was yeah, kind of because that he won't be able to be around died. for all this, but, right? But he's but, super yeah. cool. I mean, I liked his initial, yeah, you know, intro and everything. Uh, it's interesting because he's obviously not fully. He's not a Sith necessarily. Uh, some kind of like that, Jedi, black I Jedi, that was cool or something. Because he fights Ahsoka in the trailer, so he'll be fighting her in the next couple episodes. Um, but it's cool that he didn't. He doesn't want to kill her, you know, like he's because mm-hmm. he's not fully evil. So he doesn't want to destroy the rest last of the Jedi, really, which I thought was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Kind of reminds me a little of Count Dooku a little bit. Uh, that mm-hmm. kind of style. Yeah, I feel like we can assume he's mostly evil. Yeah. <laughs> Generally, they yeah. give the people with red lightsabers are mostly probably, evil. His Padawan is definitely going full on. <laughs> but that's and Dave yeah. Filoni said, like, because their lightsabers are orange. They're not fully red because they basically which to get a red crystal, they have to bleed them, I guess, of like. <laughs> to be, make them like this evil red crystal or whatever so like they're All not right. fully led meaning showing that it's kind of like ahsoka in a way how it's like they're gray sith kind of like they're not fully evil and they're not definitely not light but they're not fully committed to the dark side because yeah. there used to be jedi so like they're still good in them they'll probably end up i don't think I don't she was Even a jedi, I, did think, I think his apprentice i thought was the best lightsaber person you mm, know i mean cool. she she seemed like she moved fast uh yeah, and oh, Marilyn. I, I, I didn't think the other ones too, moved but... very fast. I thought she It'll did a pretty good job at like spinning. I liked how she was kind of using her cloak to kind of like, kind of like disguise. It felt like she was actually utilizing this big flowy thing to kind of like hide her moves Shinati. a little bit. Uh, whatever the. Yeah, one Please the girl don't is. say Shinate ever again. Shinati. <laughs> I don't even think they say her name in the show. But I think they what were we going to say, Sam? You probably don't even know who said the British are coming. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to say Sam well, I was just going to say it'll be interesting to see if Thrawn becomes the actual bad guy or if these guys are kind of the bad guys for this season and then he'll kind of come in for the next one yeah because um, it'll I don't know it seems a little bit weird if they introduce him you know what, the last yeah, they're not going to just knock is, him off I don't think but the rumor is it's basically split into two parts of season it's going to be the first four episodes are going to be in this place and then the next four episodes apparently are going to be in this new beyond where the other galaxies which sounds right. sick because apparently by episode four which is where they fight in the woods they haven't shown anything in the trailers past episode four which is honestly pretty impressive and has me really excited supposedly I mean who said that I mean it's 
I would be shocked if it's not. I mean, it, I mean they're usually yeah. pretty good at out, not it's showing be, too much farther on, I feel like. And Dave Filoni, generally. apparently, he hates spoilers in the sh- episodes or trailers and stuff. Like, he would basically not even have a trailer if it was up to him, he said in the past. So he's really careful not to put too much in the trailer. I've noticed from, like, Mandalorian. but. So, as you can tell, Ike's next child would be called Dave Filoni. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> all right, well, well next. Everyone's like, oh. the first two episodes. It's great so far, I think. But so we'll be back uh, next week. Sam picked uh, Around the World in 80 Days, uh, starring Jackie Chan and some others. <laughs> but that should be a lot of fun. But, Dad, do you have what your pick is? Do you know off the I top of I do. All right. So if you were going to guess what I would pick, what would it be? Hurry, quick. Spin and Marty or Zorro something. Episode 2. What? Zorro Episode 2. Oh, you are yeah. so close. It is directed by the same person. It's called Darby O'Gill and the Little People. Oh, no. A ah, great one. Oh, I, I can't one. believe you stuck your tongue out there. All right. Well, we'll join us next week for another discovery from the Disney wonderful world fans. of Disney Plus, and we'll see you real soon. May the force be with you. Mm-hmm.